The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank, recognising Australian teachers and school leaders in the 2020 Commonwealth Bank Teaching Awards. Find the full list of winners at teachingawards.com.au. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Tuesday the 31st of March. In your Squiz today, details on the JobKeeper payment plan are announced. Polls indicate a tight race ahead in the US presidential election. The difficulties in preparing for the next bushfire season and invention in the age of isolation. This is your Squiz today. Unprecedented and historic are two words being used to describe the JobKeeper payment plan outlined by the government yesterday. Up to 6 million Australians will have access to a fortnightly wage subsidy of $1,500. It's going to cost $130 billion over the next six months, but it's the government's big push to keep employees and businesses connected in this hibernation period as we try to contain the spread of COVID-19. Claire, let's go through how it's expected to work. It really is the government's effort to do whatever it takes to keep us afloat during this extraordinary period of time. How it works is that businesses that have had a 30% plus hit to their revenue over a month, or if you're a business that turns over more than a billion dollars a year, a 50% hit, that subsidy will be paid to employers. They in turn are expected to pass it on to their full-time and part-time workers that they've stood down, uh, as well as casual with at least one year in the job. So what all of that means is really an effort to try and keep employees attached to businesses and for businesses just to go into hibernation rather than shut down and sack workers. The money will start hitting accounts in May, but will be backdated to cover anyone who has been stood down already from coronavirus. There's no doubt this is absolutely massive, Claire. It brings the total investment of the government and the Reserve Bank to 320 billion dollars which is 16.4 percent of our annual economic activity what are some of the key things to note here it really is a sign from the commonwealth government that they're very concerned of course about the devastation that this coronavirus crisis can do to our economy also another number to look at is that it expects six million australians to be able to access that payment when you look at it that's about half of our workforce so it's another sign of what they think might happen over the coming months. Pretty scary, really. The OECD yesterday also released a report saying that it expects our economy to take a 22% downturn in that really sharp shock that's come by the virus. When you think that we've had almost 30 years of continuous economic growth to then stop and take a 22% downturn really is very significant. It's pretty astounding. A few other notable developments to go through here in Australia. The Northern Territory has gone into real lockdown. Any visitors arriving interstate will go into a compulsory quarantine in a hotel at their own expense. These extra measures are aimed at keeping COVID-19 out of Indigenous communities that are especially vulnerable. The current Australian death toll sits at 18, but Claire, the Deputy Chief Medical Officer Paul Kelly had some rare good news yesterday. He said that for a second day in a row, the rise in new cases has slowed. That's, of course, an all-important number as we're looking at that measure of flattening the curve. But experts have warned that there is a very long way to go on that. Yeah, definitely not time to take the foot off the pedal. He's pointed to places like China, which kept restrictions in place for months. More details on all of this in the Squiz Today email. 
Looking internationally now, President Donald Trump says he's extending social distancing measures there until the end of April. Yeah, those new social restrictions are quite significant, but he also said yesterday that America would be doing particularly well if it was able to keep deaths down to about 100,000. So that's pretty sobering. It's a pretty big number. One in three Americans are currently under some sort of local or state lockdown. In non-corona news now, today's the final royal day for Harry and Meghan Clare. They hang up their senior royal titles or have them taken away, whichever way you want to look at it. Yes, they had visions, of course, of, of stepping back from royal life, but still maintaining some kind of connection to royal duties and to the Queen. But they've stepped completely away. And that was the arrangement that they came to after some weeks of discussion about what their new lives were going to be like. Uh, Interesting to see too, they've already moved to the United mm. States and that's made Canada feel like they were a bit of a rebound <laughs> fling. Uh, they were the place that they went when they were hurt and needed to know, feel just safe. needed to get themselves together. Yeah. But now they've moved on and uh, looking at a life that's based around California, which of course is where Meghan's mother is based and where she grew up. And President Trump has ruled out footing the bill for their security, something that Harry and Meghan say, or Harry and Meghan's representatives say, they had no plans to ask of the US government. Speaking of the US, though, there's still that small matter of the 2020 election. It's seven months away in November. It's pretty firmly shaped to be a pick between Republican Donald Trump and Democrat Joe Biden. How do the polls have them at the moment? Look, Donald Trump uh, has been behind when you look at a Washington Post ABC News poll. But when you then come to this month and the way that we've been going, of course, in in a crisis time, uh, Trump has moved ahead and he's now on a fair level pegging when you look at a competition between him and Joe Biden. Uh, That's interesting and of of course and has a long way to play out and polls have been very wrong, particularly in the last presidential elections, so keep that in mind. Commentators say though his handling of the coronavirus crisis, particularly the securing of uh, a $2 trillion stimulus packages uh, really appealed to the electorate. Interesting to note that the other Democrat candidate, Bernie Sanders, continues his campaign. He's a long way behind Joe Biden in securing delegate votes, but hasn't yet pulled out of the race. It seems we barely had a second to breathe between the bushfire and then the pandemic, Claire. Bushfire season is officially over as of today. There's a lot of rainfall. Yes, we should stop to celebrate that. That is amazing. What a season. Yeah. There's a lot of rainfall on the way, which is something that makes farmers very happy, but it does make it tricky to start the all important work of preparing for the next bushfire season. Yep, bushfire seasons are made in this season of cooler weather when the authorities are able to get out and do their hazard reduction or not, as the case may be. Apparently, these wet conditions, particularly in some critical areas, is preventing them from being able to go through and burn off some of that undergrowth. It's one of the things that authorities say that they're quite... Uh, concerned about and it means also that with coronavirus restrictions uh, on the gathering number of people uh, they've got a couple of issues when it comes to preparing for the next season. Claire, before we head off today, hats off to astrophysicist Dr. Daniel Reardon, who was doing his very best to put his isolation boredom to good use, (laughs) but he ended up in the hospital with magnets up his nose. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really hard one to explain, isn't it? And you think that, you know, gee, that 
couldn't just happen to anyone. You'd have to be a bit silly for, you know, getting four magnets stuck up your nose. But the bloke's an astrophysicist, <laughs> so really it means that we can be excused for anything going forward. Head to the Squiz Today email. We can't really describe it, which is terrible for a podcast, but it's definitely worth a read. But when he, he was trying to invent something that would stop you touching your face, uh, and when he got the magnet stuck up his nose and he Googled it, the only other person that had done it was an 11-year-old boy. So <laughs> I love also that his partner is a nurse and took him to the hospital where she worked so that all of her colleagues could laugh at him. And that is support and inventiveness in the time of coronavirus. <laughs> What's the subject line today? I've gone for the Neil Young song, My My Hey Hey, which rock and roll classic kind of people will know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, the classic line from that song is, uh, it's better to burn out than to fade away. Uh, it's one of those rock and roll truisms. But, um, of course, when it comes to our economy, we'd probably prefer it to fade away than burn out spectacularly in the way that it is right now. I love it when you relate economy to music. It's just so deep. <laughs> it's very profound, I know. <laughs> and on that note, we're out. Have a good day and we will talk to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. A message now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more.